Have you ever engaged any of these three toxic thoughts that interfere with pursuing your God-given talents and gifts? I am too old to start something new, or I must do everything perfectly, or it's not worth doing, or I don't deserve happiness. If you have, and if you're feeling a tad stuck on what to do the last half of your life, this is the episode for you. Join Victoria as she offers 12 practical tips to help you embrace your divine mission in this life. Remember, if you want to live your best life, you must take every thought captive and be transformed through the renewing of your mind. Hey there, I'm Victoria, a certified Christian life coach, author, motivational speaker, and university educator, and I am obsessed with helping you navigate through life's ups and downs so that you can live day by day in God's peace despite the many external demands on your time and energy. The Choose to Think Inspirational podcast is about the delicate dance between God transforming you from the inside out and your personal responsibility for change, maturity, and refinement as a Christ follower. On the show, I'll help you connect the dots between your faith and your life in practical, meaningful ways while giving God room to do what only He can do and so that you can shine your light for Christ and be better equipped to serve your family and help others around you. You can change every area of your life one thought at a time. Welcome back to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast Brain Changer. Let's dive in. Hey there, finally we have reached part five in our series on what women in their 50s and beyond want in life. Over the past couple of months, we've discovered that women want one, spiritual and emotional growth and development. Now that's episode 248. Two, physical health and wellness, episode 252. Three, deep and meaningful relationships, episode 256. Financial peace and security, 260. And part five is today. You long to reinvent yourself and embrace your divine calling with the focus on using your God-given talents and gifts to influence your vocation or in order to develop personally. Boy, that's a mouthful. Well, are you still actively engaged in your career? Are you transitioning into retirement or pursuing new endeavors? Recently, I received an email from a Choose to Think Inspirational podcast listener and fan, and she expressed how she felt stuck in her life when it came to how to spend her time. She had retired from a long-time job in Christian ministry, and now she was ready to volunteer or kick into gear some of her passions and talents as a way to serve God and others. She felt like this time in her life was ripe for change and development, but she didn't quite know how to transfer her skill sets into making money as she entered the second half of her life. She had an entrepreneurial spirit and drive, as well as several long-time dreams sitting on the shelves of her heart. She had always wanted to write a book. Long story short, she just didn't know how to get started in this new season of life. And whether you're working or are inspired and retired, stay tuned to in this episode as I'll share 12 ways to help you grow personally and professionally. These are tips that can apply at any age, but they are especially helpful as you are sensing a change in scenery, so to speak, in your life. And don't forget the free resource that goes with this episode. This freebie outlines all the tips and will help you address any stubborn thoughts that are getting in the way of your development as a Christ follower as you hit the season of your life and possibly a new vocation or you really start using God's gifts and talents that he's given you. Now, the link for that free resource is in the show notes. Don't miss it. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do. 
and he will establish your plans. I absolutely love this verse, and it happens to be my scripture verse for the year. It reminds you and me to commit our endeavors to the Lord. When you surrender your career and professional development to God, when you seek his guidance and wisdom, he will establish your plans and direct your paths. And now, isn't that a comforting thought? Or how about this verse from Colossians 3, 23 and 24? Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. These verses encourage you to approach your work with dedication and wholeheartedness, recognizing that you ultimately serve the Lord in all that you do. I cannot tell you how many times in my life that putting this biblical truth into practice has really helped me to shift to the proper perspective. Even with podcasting, a hobby type of job that I began three and a half years ago, I still remind myself that my main audience is my Heavenly Father and that I am toiling for Him. When I get stuck thinking that I'm working for you, the listener, and your accolades or reviews or positive feedback, then I'm a sunken ship. There has to be a greater purpose to my passion, something beyond the immediate benefits. Keeping my eyes on the Father, yoked with Him, working alongside Him, with Him at the helm, well, certain things then, like human feedback, though of course I value it, become less valuable, and other things, like surrendering my energy and mental focus to Christ through my writing and podcasting, become the most rewarding tasks that I could do. There's a freedom when I toil with Christ that I could never attain if my efforts were only for mankind or earthly human accolades. When you work diligently and faithfully, considering your actions as service to Christ, you too can find fulfillment and assurance of his eternal reward here on earth. Have you involved God in your career and professional pursuits? Do you seek his guidance and acknowledge that your work can be a form of worship and service to him? You might want to try it. It's a great way to start every day. And by the way, even if you step into an office or clock in and out daily, your work can still be for God, with God, and alongside God as your boss, so to speak. In other words, your vocation or career pursuits do not have to directly correlate with anything overtly Christian-y, like having a ministry or writing Christian books or preaching, because the truth of it is that everything you do is Christianity. Everything you do is Christ-centered. You have a choice to commit the work of your hands to the Lord, no matter what your work is. He is with you at the nine to five. He is with you if you are at home helping to care for your children or grandchildren. He is with you if you work third shift at a local gas station or if you are a volunteer at a woman's shelter. I have found it very helpful not to compartmentalize my work. I've taught Spanish for over 30 years at the university level, and God is right there with me, and I commit my service first to Him. I walk in the talents and gifts that He's bestowed upon me, shining the light back to Christ. And you can do that too, no matter what you're doing right now in life. Now, when it comes to career and professional development, I know that you too have a wide range of desires and aspirations. 
As a Christian, you understand the importance of aligning your goals with God's purpose for your life. How about this? Pretend you're an evergreen tree. Just as that evergreen tree continues to grow and adapt with each passing season, you too may continue to actively participate in your career, embracing new challenges and opportunities for growth. Just like the tree's constant renewal of leaves, you may desire to prioritize ongoing professional development to stay relevant and continue your personal and professional evolution. But where might you plug in? What might you do? Well, listen carefully to these 10 job options. Let's say you're my friend, you know, the one who really felt stuck right now. She's at a change in her life. She's about to turn the page in her book of life. And she's like, "Mm, where do I go from here? Well, as I list these, do any of these job options start the creative juices flowing in your heart and mind? Number one, nonprofit or charity work. Engage in roles that contribute to social causes and philanthropy, reflecting Christian values or of compassion and service. Two, counseling or therapy. Provide emotional and spiritual guidance to individuals or groups, drawing on their life experiences and faith-based perspectives. Three, teaching or education. Share your knowledge and wisdom with others through teaching positions in schools, colleges, or faith-based educational institutions. Four, writing or journalism. Express creativity and faith through writing books, articles, or blogs, sharing your personal experiences and insights with a broader audience. Five, mentoring or coaching. Guide and support younger individuals in their personal and professional development, leveraging your life experiences and faith-based principles. Six, pastoral care or ministry work. Serve in various capacities within churches or religious organizations. Provide spiritual guidance, support, and leadership to congregations and communities. How about this? Health care or nursing, those types of roles. Contribute to the well-being of others through health care roles that emphasize compassion and care. And in this way, you can reflect Christian values of service and empathy. Number eight, community outreach or social work. Engage in community-based roles that address social issues. Advocate for marginalized groups and promote social justice in line with Christian values. Nine, counseling or support groups. Lead or participate in counseling or support groups within your church or your community, offering guidance, comfort, and spiritual support to those in need. Or number 10, administration or leadership roles. Undertake administrative or leadership positions within religious organizations, leveraging your management skills and faith-based values to guide and inspire others. Now, did any of these options stir something up in your heart and mind? Did you resonate with any of them? If you felt a few butterflies in your stomach over something in particular that I mentioned, this just might be an avenue that you're going to want to follow. But let's get a bit more specific. Here are 12 practical steps that you can take to achieve your desires in a way that honors your Christian values. Now, these are ways that you can kind of figure out where do I go from here? What is it that I want to do in life? What is it that God has gifted me to do in life? Where's the intersection of those? And I'm going to give you 12 ways to kind of figure all of that out. And by the end, after you get that free resource, you'll have that in hand. You might even want to print it off now and take notes. You're going to have a really good idea of the next step that you need to take. 
Would you like to increase your self-awareness and your God awareness? Would you like to reduce stress and anxiety? And finally, would you like to improve your mood and to regulate your emotions? Well, if that's you, I've got just the item you're gonna love. And that is the Choose to Think Everyday Journal. It contains over 700 reflection questions to serve as journaling prompts. It's a companion journal for the year-long Devo, but for you journaling lovers, it can also serve as a standalone. Further, the Devo Journal Combo would make a great gift for you or for that special loved one in your life. But what's the big deal about journaling? Well, scientifically, journaling can increase your self-awareness and your God awareness. Putting ink to the page allows you to reflect on your thoughts and emotions, and it helps you gain a deeper understanding of yourself. This will give you greater clarity and purpose, which can lead to increased happiness and fulfillment in your life. Journaling also reduces stress and anxiety. Just by writing down your worries and concerns in a journal, you can release those negative emotions and reduce all that ickiness that's going on in your heart and mind. Gain clarity of thought that way. You're going to feel more relaxed and at peace. And you know all that about mood and emotional regulation? Well, journaling helps you cultivate positive emotions and a sense of gratitude and praise to God, which will lead you to improve mood and better emotional regulation. This will help you stay positive and resilient during difficult times and lead to greater overall happiness in your life. So get your hands on a copy of that journal or go ahead and get the Devo Journal Combo today. Number one, pray and seek God's guidance. Begin by praying and seeking God's wisdom and guidance in discerning your career and professional path or that turn of page that you're after right now in your life. Trust that he has a plan for your life and he will lead you in the right direction. You'll likely circle back to prayer continuously, really asking and listening to God to see what he says about your latest adventures and desires. Number two, and this is kind of a big one of all the 12 tips I'm going to give. This one is meaty, but you need to reflect on your passions and talents, especially if you're kind of feeling a little bit like, I don't know what to do. This step might take you longer than the others, especially if you're a little hazy on your God-given gifts and talents. But it's extremely important that you take time to reflect on your passions, talents, and skills. Consider the areas where you feel most fulfilled and where you believe you can make a significant impact. God created you uniquely with talents and gifts that make your heart sing. If you're feeling like you have no idea, even at this age, what your gifts and talents are, seek God. Consider taking self-assessment exercises such as personality tests, strengths assessments, or skills inventories. These can provide insights into your unique qualities, preferences, and natural abilities. Tests like the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator or Strengths Finder can offer valuable insights into your personality and strengths. But before we go any further, a teeny disclaimer. I know that Christians run the gamut on all these personality type tests, so I'm going to let this be between you and God. Pray and use caution as you consider each test. Sometimes the information gathered in the results can offer you a bit of scaffolding on where you are naturally and uniquely gifted and where you need to improve, by the way. They also will show some of your flaws or your weaknesses. Just do a simple Google search to find these kinds of tests. However, I'm guessing that at your age, you may already have a really good idea of what God's called you to do in life outside of what he calls everyone to do in life, which is to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. That's kind of a given. I haven't said that yet, but let's just tuck that away. 
Now, the quick list of spiritual gifts found in the Bible include being an apostle, discernment, evangelism, exhortation, faith, giving, healing, helps, hospitality, knowledge, leadership, mercy, prophecy, serving, speaking in tongues, teaching or shepherding, and wisdom. Those are spiritual gifts as listed in the Bible. I like to also create my personal SWOT analysis. Have you ever heard of that? That's a business term. A SWOT analysis consists of your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats or challenges. Write down your strengths and weaknesses on a sheet of paper, as well as the opportunities and challenges that you foresee when it comes to a change in vocation, starting a new career, launching your own business, or volunteering and serving others. This exercise can provide a comprehensive understanding of where your true abilities lie and where you might need to focus on improvement. Or try this exercise. Grab a piece of paper and divide it into two lines going straight down to create three columns. Label one column, things I love to do. The second one, things I'm fairly good at. And the last things I do quite easily. Then do a bit of brainstorming over a few days to fill in the columns. Some of your answers may go in just one column, while others will be repeated across all three columns. For example, I might jot down writing under all three columns because I love to write, I'm fairly good at writing and I write fairly easily. In other words, it's not a chore for me to write at all. Although I love, 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 love to sing and I can participate in a choir fairly well, on my own, I'm not really, quote, good at singing. I just don't have that natural ability like my sister does, for example. She can sing on tune without any assistance. Singing would require a lot of time and effort and singing lessons for me to do kind of easily. So I would just write down singing under my love column, but not under the I'm fairly good at or I do quite easily columns. You know, here's another example. Take sewing. I don't really love to sew. I can sew using the instructions and by taking a whole lot of time. However, it's not something I do easily. I have to labor at sewing, stitching, and creating like with something on your sewing machine. Whereas my friend Sarah could make all kinds of even elaborate things using her sewing machine and she could do it blindfolded. So sewing would only go in the I'm fairly good at column as I can sew and create things, but I don't love it, nor do I do it easily. Well, I think you get the picture. After you have written numerous answers down, go back and highlight all of those answers that span all three columns. That should offer you a sneak peek into something that you're really good at. It should give you valuable insight into what your natural giftings and talents really are. All this to say, try to grab a few moments and sit still. Ask God to help you hammer down your uniqueness. Take stock of your life experiences, your skills, your passions. Sometimes your purpose is closely related to your life journey. Consider what you've learned and how you can use your unique experiences to make a difference. So the first one that we talked about is simply prayer. And you're going to do that over and over and over again. As you're trying to move into this new age of life and stage of life and say, hey, I want to make a change in life and what you're going to do. So we always want to invite God into the into the picture here. And then second, very important, and you should spend a lot of time on this, would be to reflect on your passions and talents. And I've given you several applications that you can do, little things you can do, like writing things down, putting the columns there, doing tests and inventories, just self-assessing as you go. Those are going to give you some really good ideas of, of what 
you may want to really hone in on. And those are the that's the bulk of what we're talking about today. But the other tips that I'm going to give you, and there are 10 more remaining, we're going to go through fairly quickly. And you're going to see how they simply fit into place like puzzle pieces here. Tip number three, solicit feedback from others. This is so important. You can seek honest feedback from your friends, your family, your mentors, or your colleagues about your strengths and areas where you excel. Don't underestimate this type of feedback. These folks know you better than anybody else, and they're going to see things that maybe you don't. Literally just ask them. Sometimes they may recognize talents in you that you might not be aware of. Their observations and feedback can provide valuable perspectives on your unique gifts and abilities. Number four, identify your goals. Clearly define your career goals, retirement plans, and objectives. Determine what you hope to achieve and how you can utilize your talents and skills to contribute to society and to honor God. Number five, continual learning. Commit to lifelong learning by staying updated on industry trends and advancements. Take courses, attend workshops, or pursue certifications to enhance your knowledge and skills in your field of interest. Experiment with various hobbies and activities to discover what you enjoy and excel at. Whether it's painting, writing, playing a musical instrument, cooking, or sports, exploring different activities can reveal hidden talents and passions. You might want to go back to episode 260 on personal and spiritual development for additional ideas on how to keep growing and learning in this season of your life. Number six, networking. Build a strong professional network by attending industry conferences, joining relevant associations, and connecting with like-minded individuals. Networking can open doors to new opportunities and provide valuable support and guidance. And it doesn't have to be centered around work or your profession. Even joining a book club is a type of networking. If you think you want to write a memoir, for example, why not join a book writing club or take a few classes to put yourself in the trenches, so to speak, so you can develop the skills and expertise required to write your book. You'll get to know other individuals who are exercising their talent to write just as you are. This will help you to stay motivated and engaged in pursuing this gift. Number seven, mentorship. Seek out mentors who can offer guidance and support on your career journey. Look for experienced professionals who share your Christian values and can provide wisdom and encouragement. My mentor knows me really well, better than anybody almost, but I could even schedule a time with her just to discuss her input on my natural gifts and abilities. She would honestly and frankly share feedback on ways for me to grow professionally and personally, and she would hold me accountable as I move forward. She really wants me to continue to operate in my God-given talents and the mission that he has for me here on earth. And she can kind of guide me in that as my mentor. Number eight, volunteering and community engagement. Engage in volunteer work and community service related to your professional interests. You've kind of heard me mention this already, but this not only helps others, but also provides valuable experience and networking opportunities for you. I have a dear friend who runs a community food pantry. She's one of the most caring and sharing individuals I know as she invests countless hours in serving others. But she loves to do this. She's good at organizing. She's good at collecting donated food and conducting food drives. And she does it easily in the sense she's been doing it for so many years and she has a boatload of experience at all the tasks involved. She is definitely walking in those natural talents and gifts that God has given her. 
Number nine, personal branding. Maybe you are ready to start your own business. You know that passion that you had to open a bakery or a jewelry shop. Well, why not now? I have a friend who loves to make stenciled signs out of wood. It's just lovely. And to my knowledge, she started after her kids were grown. Another friend loves to collect trinkets and antiquity types of things, and she sells them on Etsy. You too can develop a strong personal brand that aligns with your values and expertise. Look, I didn't even start podcasting until I was about 55, and I just love it. But let's say that life has thrown you a curveball and you have to work to put food on the table. Well, it might be the time to showcase your skills, experience, and accomplishments through a well-crafted resume, developing online presence, and creating your professional profile, like say on LinkedIn. So this idea of personal branding is very, very important. Whether you already know what you wanna do or you're kind of starting again and you have to keep working, it's very important that you keep those things updated. Number 10, embrace technology. What does technology have to do with your God-given mission? Well, technology is a tool that you can use to expand your natural talents. Why not embrace technology and learn to use relevant tools and platforms that can enhance your professional capabilities and increase your personal marketability or entrepreneurship? Take podcasting, for example. Imagine a woman in Lexington, Kentucky, behind a microphone, broadcasting to over 60 countries in this world. That absolutely boggles my mind. I have used podcasting, something I love to do, to reach thousands of listeners. Number 11, emphasize transferable skills. Well, what does that mean? Those are skills that maybe you've done your entire life, and now you can transfer those same skills, but to a different job arena. For example, if you're considering a job change, you can highlight those transferable skills that you have when you're seeking new career opportunities. Many skills acquired over the years can be valuable in different industries or roles. Can you imagine how your skills in office management, let's say, might easily transfer to managing your own business from home? Or maybe you've spent years in retail. You know the extreme value of the customer's experience and feedback. You know that. Something that you would naturally prioritize if you began selling baked goods from your home, for example. Perhaps you've learned a gazillion practical hacks at handling your young children. These skills acquired over the years as you raise your children could easily be put into a blog that you publish weekly to help other young mothers raise their children. At your age, you have so many skill sets, some of which you may not even be aware of that you can really capitalize on in your new career. And our last tip, number 12, work-life alignment. Prioritize maintaining a healthy work-life alignment. You hear a lot about balance, but I'm not sure that really should be our focus as Christ followers. Balance is quite tricky and momentary. It cannot really be sustained or certainly not for very long. But alignment is a characterization that can be maintained and sustained. In other words, do your Christian values align with your work? How would you describe the health of your relationships? Have you discovered ways to manage your time effectively? Do you make sure that you have dedicated time for family rest and self-care? Your divine mission on earth quite likely involves several other aspects of life in addition to your calling. You may be uniquely positioned in your family as a daughter, sister, mother, grandmother, aunt. And though you are pursuing your passion and dreams, you don't do this without a greater perspective of other roles that you may operate in at the moment. 
you are also a friend and a colleague. You may be running your home and still have a child in school living with you. You may be married or single. You may be working full-time outside your house and may be attempting to transition to work from home. You are likely involved at your church. All said, you have lots of pots on the stove. Your desire is to make sure that whatever you're doing as a Martha in this Martha world lines up with God's values. Don't let your Mary go forgotten. Prioritizing alignment will go a long way in helping you keep your sanity and stay on the course that God has given you in this life. We're going to kind of close out this episode by tackling a few of those toxic thoughts that may be playing interference with you as you step into this new season of life or as you make any kind of vocational or professional change in your life. Sometimes it's those pesky thoughts that really hold us back and keep us stuck. And it's like sometimes on the pickleball court, I go for a shot, but it's like my feet are in concrete. And I'm like, I I know I can move. I see the ball coming, but for some reason, my feet just stay stuck. It's like they're in concrete and I, I just can't pick them up and go. And that's sometimes what our toxic thoughts do for us. They keep us stuck in the mud, so to speak. And really then they just become excuses on why we won't move forward and we justify why we don't do something. It's because of what we're thinking about. It's those thoughts that are holding us back. Our theme verses for the Choose to Think Inspirational podcast are 2 Corinthians 10.5, and that encourages us to destroy speculations and every lofty thing that raises up against the knowledge of God. And we're going to take every thought captive and bring it to the obedience of Christ. That's one of them. Take these thoughts captive. And the other theme verse we have for the show is Romans 12 2, which tells us not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can prove what God's will is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So those two kind of combine together that we're going to take every thought captive and then we're going to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And there's a boatload of neuroscience to support what the Bible has been proclaiming for so long. Our brains are changeable and moldable. So we're going to kind of look at three thoughts right now very quickly that may be keeping you or holding you back from actually having the courage to step out and do what God's been calling you to do and what he's gifted you uniquely to do. So what are those three toxic thoughts. The first one is I'm too old to start something new. Have you ever thought that? Like, ah, it's just too late. I'm too old. What's the point? Those kinds of things. This thought can discourage you from pursuing your passions later in life, limiting your potential for growth and fulfillment. Use this counter thought instead. God's plans for me are not limited by age. Isn't that true? He can use me at any stage of my life to fulfill his purpose. The Bible verse that supports that is from Psalm 92, 14. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. Just think of that evergreen tree, that analogy that I gave you at the very beginning of the episode. Use that as a picture in your mind that, hey, I'm evergreen and I can still bear fruit. Toxic thought number two, I got to do everything perfectly or it's not worth doing at all. In other words, I, I have these standards that I set for myself. And if I don't meet those standards, well, what's the point? It's not worth it. If I can't do it the right way and just perfectly, I might as well not do it at all. You know, that really is an excuse and it can create unnecessary pressure and fear of failure and it can hinder you from taking risks and exploring new opportunities. Don't let that thought 
direct the course of your life over the next few years. Stop it in its tracks. Have you ever heard do it afraid? Well, that's what you need to do. You may need to do it afraid. You may need to do it messy. You may need to do it imperfectly. You should listen to some of my early podcasts for crying out loud. I just put them out there. I did my very best, but they were not perfect. Had I waited for perfection, waited for the perfect words to say and the the, the right timing on things and the right way to do transitions and put music and have the intro and the outro. If I had waited to get everything perfectly, I never would have done it because I never would have been really, really 100% comfortable with what I was doing. So I learned early that even though I can't do things perfectly, they're still worth doing. The counter thought for you is I will embrace my imperfections and trust God, trust that he can work through my weaknesses to accomplish what? His purpose, not mine, but his. The Bible verse that goes along with this is when in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, that says, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's Paul speaking, right? So my the, God's grace is sufficient for you. And that though, and though you may feel weak in your new endeavors in this new season of your life, and as you exercise these gifts and talents that God has given you, you may feel weak, but just remember that God's with you and he's going to be your strength and his power is what you're going is what's going to be on display and the last toxic thought i don't deserve success have you ever felt like that like you know everybody else i look at everybody else and they're so successful and they're doing everything that they love to do and oh she's helping the homeless in lexington and oh she's on the board of this and that at her church and they're putting on all of these conferences and, and, but you know, I just don't, that's, I, I just don't deserve that. I don't, they're so successful, but I, I don't know. I just don't, I can't grab hold of that thought. Well, you know, that thought stems from feelings of inadequacy and can really hinder you from stepping into your calling and embracing those talents that God has given you that you have. The counter thought is I am a child of God and he has a plan for my life that includes success and fulfillment according to his eyes, right? Hey, that comparison trap is a dead end street. So we don't even want to go there. It's not that you don't deserve success. It's that God has gifted you. And I don't know, I don't, I struggle with the word deserve anyway. Like I deserve this or after all I've done, I deserve this, that kind of thing. But to say that you don't deserve success is, I mean, what, it, that may not be a toxic thought, but it certainly isn't helpful thought to have, is it? So why don't you focus instead on something like the Bible verse, it underscores it, where God says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Isn't that what you deserve? I would think so. So Oh my goodness. Remember as a Christ follower that your ultimate aim is to bring glory to God in everything you do, including your professional pursuits, your hobbies, your free time, and in the mission work that he has divinely called you to. Seek his guidance, trust in his plan, trust him, and use your unique, amazing gifts and talents to serve and impact others for his kingdom. Keep your eyes on the author and perfecter of your faith and God willing, he will bring you into full submission to his great plan for you in the last half of your life. Isn't that exciting to think that in many ways your life is just beginning. You're kind of reinventing yourself. 
in these later years. Now, although you cannot turn back the clock, you can choose to live a really exciting and adventurous life moving forward. I've offered you a boatload of information in this episode, and please be sure to grab that free resource that lists all the tips and ideas to help you partner with the Lord regarding your unique gifts and talents as you aim to serve Him and others in this season of your life. And remember, you can also go back to all four parts. Well, there are five parts of the series. This is part five, but you can go back and get those other four parts. They also have free downloads that you don't want to miss, the free resource that goes with each episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. I really appreciate your time. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. And listen, if you like what you hear, would you leave us a one to two sentence review at Apple Podcasts, share the link with a friend, or tag me on your share on social media? It would mean the world to me and would help us to keep shining the light of Christ and sharing the good news to others who are in need of encouragement. Please visit us on our website at choosetothink.co. That's with the number two, choosetothink.co, to get on our monthly newsletter list. And if you need a guest speaker for your next women's retreat or church event, I'm your gal. Email me at choose to think at gmail.com. And that's with the number two, choose to think at gmail.com. Finally, I offer limited free mentoring sessions each month where you and I can chat to help you develop a strategy for your thoughts in any area of your life. I'm a certified life coach and I have something to share. Visit choose to think.co and click on mentoring for more details. Also, keep in mind that the messages on this show are for informational and educational purposes only. Please consult your medical doctor for all medical issues. Thank you again for tuning in. God bless you.